0: What it do, Kung Fu? You tuned into the Jose Morales Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales, we're back in the ring, but this time I'm not alone. I got a special guest with me. She is an Hi, everyone. And um, she's actually my niece. Uh, Her dad is my cousin. I know Mexican family trees are confusing, I know, (laughs) Uh, but we're actually related similar to how I'm related to Alex and Kelly. Her, Her dad is my cousin, her grandpa is my mom's brother. And I'm so excited to have you here. First, I haven't seen you in forever. To yes. see you and see your family, it makes me very happy. So thank you for making the drive here. By the way, she drove four hours to be here.
1: Yes, so thank you for having us. Thank it's you. an honor. Thank you
0: for being here. So tell me about yourself. So I. Um, she, she, you're doing Mona, right? Yes. And yes. then you're crazy with your social media. It's amazing what you do. <laughs> Thank like you. you make it look so good. I was like, damn, she got skill. And then you're a makeup artist <laughs> yes. also. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like where were you raised? Tell me about yourself. Talk, talk to me.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Erendira. It's easier, I think, to say it in Spanish, Erendira, than it is Erendira. in English. It's always funny. People are like, what's your name? Like, who named you that? Like, uh, <laughs> it is. I'm like, hold on. Hey,
0: before I go further in the name, how do you say the last name? I didn't say the last name because it's her husband's last name. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> mess it up. What's the proper way to say the last name? Because I think I said it wrong. So,
1: in Spanish, it's Aranzazu. In English, it's Aranzazu. I also, and yeah. I always tell him, I'm like, the por si, I have a crazy first name and I marry you and you gave me this crazy last name, Like it's, I'm, I'm sure I'm the only person on this planet with my name. Like yeah. My first and last name. That but is, it's funny. I, I
0: didn't even say it because I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to say it wrong and I don't want to mess it up. And then he's here. He's be like, he's saying my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I
1: don't know. But yeah, it's it's funny when people are like, oh, your name is so crazy. And yeah, it's definitely a unique name, it um, is but unique. I love to have it. I know growing up, I hated my name. I'm like, mom, why did you name me it? this? It's so hard to write out. People can't say it, but honestly, I love it. It's very unique.
0: When when people, what's a common way to they mess up your name? What's the first one they, they usually say?
1: Uh, well, they say, I mean, for, they usually, like, before they even try, they're like, I apologize if I say your name wrong, or they'll look at me like, uh, Aaron, and that's all they'll say. They just go to Aaron <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's but funny. It is. And when I go to Starbucks, like, I don't even bother. I just tell them, Aaron. Just Aaron's my name, or I'll say him like Maria or something to make it easier for them.
0: Hey, that's good. I do my my name is not hard, but I just hate my name, and I just say every time I go out or something, I, my name's Antonio.
1: Antonio. I never use Jose. Oh my gosh, I'm that's Antonio. that's so funny. Antonio. That so, is so tell funny. us about
0: yourself. Where were you? Where were you born? Where were you raised? School, everything. So, Whatever you want to share, tell yeah. us.
1: So um, it's actually crazy because a lot of people when I tell them like my like where I was from and stuff, they're like, no way, like. You don't even look like you speak Spanish. You don't even look like you're um, from Mexico. But yeah, I was actually born in Mexico. I was born in Michoacan, Um, no hospital, no clinic, nothing. I was born in a kitchen with, you know, midwives, you know how it was back in the day. Um, So yeah, that's it. And when I tell people, they're like, wow, like I thought you were from here. I thought you like didn't even speak Spanish. I'm like, no, I'm actually from there. So, um, you know, our, my story is like your typical uh, Mexican family story. Like my parents immigrated to the U.S. in the year 2000. Um, And we came here to Sacramento, like this is where we grew up. This is my hometown. I I like to say my hometown, even though I was born over there. Um, I was five at the moment and my sister was four. So we were little, we, you know, came over here um, with our parents and stuff. So uh, I remember when I, I actually do remember, like when I crossed and everything, when we crossed the border and then getting here, I remember getting here and then my parents were like, I think it was like around may when we got here and then that following summer i had to start school so i was like okay like you know you start kinder and i'm like well i don't know no english like i had like nothing nothing not even a word in english just spanish and then I remember in kindergarten, I had this little girl, she was like, Hey, don't worry, like I'll teach you English. And I, I'd never forget her. Like, I always remember that day, my first day in school, like where I knew not one word in English, and the girl was like, Oh, you know, I'll help you, don't worry. And she yeah. teached me, which was like, I'm saying, like, I'll never forget that. But you know, just growing up, typical Mexican family, like I said, like my parents um, would always work. You know, my dad always worked at restaurants, my dad and my mom would always work at restaurants. My dad worked like crazy. He did. He worked so many jobs at the same time. Um, he was very hardworking. Yeah, he was a very hardworking man, and um, that was kind of just like her childhood, you know, like just growing up, you know, most of the time my parents were gone, so it would just be, I'm the oldest, by the way, I'm the oldest, I have three other siblings, my two sisters and my brother, um, so I'm the oldest, and um, of course, you know how I'm the oldest in the Mexican household, is kind of like the second mom, so mm-hmm. my parents would always be at work, so I'd be the one in charge of watching the kids. Um, I know when my little sister was born, um, I was 10 at that time and I would watch her as a newborn. Like my mom would like, hey, I have to go to work and I, you know, I'm gonna leave your sister with you. And I, oh, she was a newborn and I would have to watch her. So how was that? It was, I mean, a lot of people tell me like, you know, you're, you, you matured like, like for your age. And I feel like it's cause of that, you know, cause I had to like. Like put my, put my big girl pants on yeah. when I was little. You know, watch my siblings and take care of them. And even now, like she's gonna turn 18 this year, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna cry because she feels like I feel like she's my daughter because yeah. you know she I I um You're raised her. her. Yeah, everything. And then even now, like I take her out like wherever she wants to go, like give me a ride or we go out together. Like she's like my second child. So um, you know, as the oldest, like it's. It's you, your siblings are like your children. And for my husband, it's completely different because he was, um he was actually the youngest. So he's the youngest of his family and I'm the oldest. And it's crazy sometimes how we see things differently. It is. He's like, oh, like, you know, you do so much for your sister. I'm like, you don't understand. Like they're my kids. They're like my kids, you know? But he, you know, he's the youngest. So he how has- How many like, siblings does he points. have? He has- Three, three as well. So one brother and two sisters, and he's the youngest. Mm. Yeah, so it's fi- kind of funny to see that like it's, different point of views.
0: It's true because I I was reading an article where it talked about depending on if you're the middle child or you're the youngest, you're the oldest, where you're at, you have. Tendencies that you wouldn't have if you were the oldest or the youngest. Yeah. So it is. I believe it. I, my kids is trip. Like my oldest is way different than my youngest. Uh-huh. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just how it is.
1: Yeah. No, it's definitely different viewpoints. And
0: yeah. then, so you were here in Sac, and then you went to Lincoln. Oh, you lived in Lincoln too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did so- you go to Lincoln High? I did. You did, right? Yeah, yeah. So we we lived in Sac for the longest. I mean, we were always moving because my dad's jobs. Like, mm-hmm. we would always be moving. I remember for every different grade in school, I would go to a different school. Yeah. Like, it was a struggle. But um, uh, we actually moved to Lincoln. I don't remember exactly when, but we lived in Lincoln probably like five five years before we moved to the Central Valley. So we did move to Lincoln, um, and I did go to Lincoln High. I went to school there. Um, I know when the whole thing with my dad happened. So. In 2010, my dad actually my dad actually died um, homicide. So we moved to the Central Valley just because that's where my mom's family is at. So all my aunts, my grandma, everybody was there. So we mm-hmm. moved, and I remember my mom like once that happened, she like like literally within a month, she was like, "We're dropping everything. We're leaving everything. We're just taking our clothes and we're moving." Like she just wanted to be out of here. And I mean, I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, I wouldn't want to be here.
0: either. because yeah, it yeah. reminds you of everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it reminds yeah. you. So. We you know, I was a sophomore in high school and I just you know You were a sophomore? Yeah, I was a sophomore when okay. I moved, yeah, I was a sophomore. So
0: you finished high school over there?
1: Yeah, I had to finish high school over there. So Okay. Yeah. So that was like that whole time in our lives was like so crazy, so hectic. And you know, we remember every single detail. We remember how it happened. Um, but that
0: know, had to be a big tell me about that. How was it when you found out? So, so, relive that day for me. You oh were Where were you? Where were <laughs> so, you? I
1: was in school. So, I was in school. And actually, that weekend, my mom was in the Central Valley. So, she wasn't even in town. She went to the Central Valley to visit my grandma, you know, be with her family. So, her and my sister, um, they went down over there. And I stayed with my younger sister and my brother. So, I stayed at our house with them. And um, I know they, it was on a Sunday. So, that Sunday, they left in the morning. And then... Um, i was home with with my siblings and then it was came nighttime. and then um you know my dad i mean i know he was always either at work or he was with his friends so um i that night time he came home so actually uh, he came home he's like here his money for pizza i'm gonna go out so um okay so i order pizza for the kids whatever and that night so you know he usually comes home like most of the time he would always be home always come home And if he was drinking with his friends he would always come home so I would like get up and like check if he was home. He wasn't home, I wouldn't see him. Like I would get up at night. You just have that feeling that, was, that something something, was, something wrong. was wrong. You just have that feeling. So, and so actually- you had that feeling? Yeah, I had that feeling. So actually that same night around nine o'clock is when it actually happened. And actually he got, this happened um, like a street down, maybe a street over in the apartment club, complex that was over. So it was really close by. So when I heard this, I heard the sirens. So I heard the sirens because oh you heard the sirens yes because in Lincoln I mean Lincoln it's Lincoln small. is small like no, nothing has ever happened ten years prior to that so when you hear sirens it's like what's happening you know what's happening so I actually heard the sirens and I remember telling myself like what the heck hap- what the heck happened like that's so weird so I we went to sleep whatever and like a, um. That same night, I'm telling you, like, I woke up every single minute, like, to freaking check if he was home and he wasn't home. So you just have that feeling that something is wrong. So in the morning, he didn't come home. So, you know, I got my siblings ready for school. I got ready for school. And I was just texting, like, my uncle, like, hey, is my dad with you? I know his work called me. He's like, hey, he didn't show up for work this morning. Like, something was just off. So I went to school that day. I went to school completely not knowing anything. And people were, like, hey, did you guys hear about that guy who got murdered? Did you guys hear about the man that got murdered in the apartments? People were just talking about it, like left and right. And I had no idea. Like I-
0: They were talking about it at <laughs> yes. school?
1: they were talking about it at school. They're like, hey, like, you know, someone got murdered last night. Did you guys hear about it? It was in the apartments, and me—I had no idea.
0: That's true. I
1: had no idea that it was my freaking dad. Like, who? Who, who you wouldn't think, right? Yeah. So we actually—they actually didn't tell us until we got home from school. So after school, I like, guess where my uncle's wife, Mitulias, he—he he told. She told us what everything that had happened. Um, so they didn't really tell us. Like, I was what 15 at that time. I was 15. My siblings were even younger. My brother was 10. My other sister was 14 and my other sister was five. So she was small. So like, they didn't really tell us the details. They were just like, hey, your dad got an accident. That's all they told us. So we didn't like know anything that was going on, but we seen like everybody crying and stuff like that. So we kind of like figured, figured it out on our own. Yeah. So my mom had to come down from the drive. So she kind of come down from the Central Valley, driving up there, knowing what had happened. So yeah, it, it was crazy. And like I said, we remember that day, like, like it was yesterday and it's life's a trip, you know, like one day they're here, the next day they're yeah. not. And you never expect it. Like my dad wasn't in gangs. He wasn't in problems and stuff like that. And it's just over alcohol, you know,
0: he was very good. So,
1: yeah. So I know that was like a big thing in Lincoln because everybody knew him because he worked at Awful Annie's. Um, so he worked there for years. Everybody, the whole community knew who he was. I know. remember there would be people who would go eat and they're like, I want him to cook my food. Like, you know, I want him to make our food. So he, he was well known, you know, well known in the community. And I remember just receiving so much help from the community. Like my sister's school send us money, like so many cards, so many, so, so, so much help. And I'm so, so grateful for that because like the whole community was able to help us out. So I know that that impacted the community again, because it's thinking it's such a small town and when you had something like that happen like everybody's yeah. like whoa you know so that what was what did you
0: what do you think you learned from that experience
1: um well a lot from that
0: yeah so tell us about that if you it's I mean I can only I mean I can't even imagine mm-hmm. going through that yeah. like that's some crazy shit.
1: Yeah definitely and
0: just the roller coaster of emotions you probably had anger you had you were sad you were you know there's a lot so how did you get through that? Being so, 15 years old.
1: I, honestly, I don't know. Like I was so young, so I I don't really remember. Oh I, I, well, yeah, yeah. We were definitely more closer to my dad than we were to my mom. And I was the last person to see him. You know, like my mom didn't see him that day. My sister didn't see him. I, I saw him before he left. So like that image that him leaving the door always replays in my head all the time. Every time I hear, I remember like for the longest. Every time I would hear sirens, like I would just like want to cover my ears. You know, just traumatized. Um, and you know, I, I really don't remember, maybe I just didn't understand at the, at that time, but I mean, now, now that I'm like, you know, years past, I kind of do understand like, you know, like, and everything just plays out. Like it's, it's so crazy how things happen, like things always happen for a reason and you know, we're big on faith and I'm like. If, you know, if that wouldn't have happened, like, I would never have met my soulmate, which, you know, I've been with him for, like, 12, oh, this year's going to be 12 years. Yeah. And my sister with her husband and my brother doing his thing, like, we would, like, I always think of it that way, you know? Yeah, think of it, like the Things no, happen for a reason. Yeah, it's like, maybe he needed to pass for us to find our life, you know, live our life and find, like, our soulmates and create our families and stuff like that. So, yeah. it's, I always see it that way and definitely, like, life lesson, like, open your eyes, like, enjoy and cherish every single moment you have with everybody because like i said one day they're here the next day they're not here yeah. so that's probably like the biggest things that i take from that
0: for sure yeah heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then from there you move to where'd you move to
1: so it's Mycelia? yeah Rossi? It's, yeah yeah it's a small that's like non-existent almost it's kind of like in between bakersfield and fresno so we kind of live there um so we somewhere uh, we in there, there. Just somewhere in, between, in
0: there they live there <laughs> somewhere in the middle <laughs> So you moved Someone there, the and what was it like going from Lincoln to that? What was that like? That had to be a battle, too, especially oh, being yeah. like in the middle of high school.
1: Yes, definitely. So like I know, um, like I said, we packed our clothes and we just left without not even having anywhere to live, without nothing. So I know we stayed with my aunt for like a month while we found a place for ourselves, um, get enrolled in school um and all that good stuff so it was a huge change you know but i mean i feel like since i always moved schools when i was little i was kind of like already used to it used to it but it's definitely so different over there than it is here like you know this is city this is city life over there is such a small town farmer town um you know all all that's all that's around us is like citrus trees and stuff like that so it's so different than living here um but I know like right away after we moved um, before I even started school, my cousin was like, hey, like, come to the school, come get to know the school as a visitor. It's homecoming day. So I was like, "Okay, well, I mean, I'm going to go to school there, so I'm going to go check it out. And that's the day that I actually met my husband. That same three days after I moved there. That's the day that I not met him, but I kind of seen him. So didn't kind of um, see him, so you
0: didn't really look?
1: No, no, I mean, cause <laughs> I was not interested in like, in freaking being with a guy at the moment, of course. So yeah. I remember seeing him out in the field and he kept looking at me and I noticed that he kept looking at me. Um, so, you know, I was just there not even paying attention. So I went that day and then days later, my cousin was like, hey, remember that guy that was right there looking at you like he wants your number? And I kept saying no for the longest, like I'm not interested in nobody right now. Like, no. (laughs) So I kept saying no for the longest and um my cousin was like she kept saying like hey he keeps bugging me like can you just like give him a chance i'm like okay fine just give him my number and it, that's where it started 12 years later we're here married with two kids so buying, you were with
0: him for the rest of the high school yeah, years
1: the rest of the high school year the rest of the time i was there that's cool yeah that, yeah so it is
0: kind of like it was like literally as soon as you moved it was like literally that was your destiny
1: that was my destiny exactly that's why i always think so of how it many years
0: until you had your first kid, how, how, how many years together? Or like, how old were you?
1: We were, I was 18, so we were together already for f- three years, I, was it three years? So I met him 2010, we had Sophia in 2014. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. And yeah. then from
0: there, um what was next for you? You, how was it being a mom? And were you at home or were you working?
1: So um, after high school, you know, I was with him the whole time. So I didn't have my papers at the moment. So you know, when you're in high school, your senior year, like you, oh, you need money for this. You need money for graduation, for prom, for stuff like that. Um, you know, my mom didn't. My mom didn't. My mom always struggled, especially raising after being on her own, raising four kids. Like it was such a struggle for her. So. Um, you know, my, Thankfully, my in-laws, they actually have a taco truck. So they told me like, Hey, you want to help us out on the weekends and earn your little money just for your, you know, for your school stuff. And I was like, heck yeah. So that's kind of like my first job at the taco mm-hmm. truck. And, you know, I was there for like six years, but, you know, it was fun. It was fun just taking orders, you know, customers making the food. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what it did th- all throughout high school. And once I graduated, I did move out. So I moved in with him. Um, and continue to work at the taco truck. So I worked there and um, I think after I had Sophia, so in 2014, um, I kind of started getting into makeup. So, you know, I started getting into makeup and I loved it. I loved doing it. So um, by the following year, I was like, hey, you know, like maybe I should, I should do this like as I should freelance because, you know, it's an extra income on top of what I already make it at the taco truck. And of course, again, I didn't have a social, I didn't have any work and nothing. So I couldn't go out and look for a job, you know, I couldn't go work anywhere. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. You know, I love doing makeup and it can help me with my income. So I started doing makeup freelancing as well. So I was so, doing that for the longest- before you August, move
0: on, explain what this, you don't have a social, because some people may not know what that is. I talk about it all the time and <laughs> they need to hear it from you.
1: So I was, I was, I mean, I came to the United States illegally. I was undocumented my whole life until actually, until I was 22. So I didn't have a social security number. I couldn't work anywhere. Like I didn't. I don't think DACA was around at that time. Um, So I really had no options. You know. Mm -hmm. So you know. So that's why I'm always thankful for my in-laws for giving me that chance. Yeah.
0: And it's and it's a big just a quick little thing. I I just had to point this out. When you don't have a social, you're very limited on where you can mm-hmm. work. And if you do find a job, it's not usually the best job. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of get taken advantage of. So that's where she's kind of saying that she was having a hard time finding a place where she can get hired and yeah. and probably be flexible with everything that she was going on. So you got blessed with the taco truck. You work in <laughs> there and then you find this freelance thing. Yeah. How did the passion for for makeup begin? Did it begin because you just got good at it with yourself? Or did, did you just see something that has sparked your interest? How did that... Come up for you.
1: So uh honestly, I don't know. I feel like I this is when, when the makeup industry started. I mean, right now it's so big, but this was when it had barely starting, you know, starting to get yeah. popular. So I you know I would watch videos, I would watch YouTube, and that kind of like, you know, what made me interested in doing makeup. And uh, I know a lot of people are like, How did like did you go to school? I'm like, no, I just learned watching YouTube. Like I literally just learned watching YouTube how to do my makeup. So I practiced and practiced, you know, like I was I'm working at the taco truck only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I had Every day of the week available. I was bored, so I was like, "Let me just go yeah. to makeup and
0: YouTube University is teaching everybody. A oh lot my of
1: gosh, YouTube University! Yes,
0: my guy Scotty yes. here, the producer, he, he learned he he learned all his video stuff. Oh, he wow. said 90, 80 percent of the things he learned was through YouTube University. Yeah, he got a bachelor's so in YouTube
1: University. <laughs> YouTube
0: For real? Hey, it's, it's huge, man. You can look up anything and learn if you really want to learn. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I always see it, see it that way because people are like. How do you how are you so good at this? How are you so good at that? Like how did you get good at this? How do you find your workouts? How did you do your makeup? How did you it's learning. Like, everything is out there. I mean, YouTube, like, for example, is the perfect example that you can do anything that you want to set your mind to. How I learned how, to make, how did I learn to make a braid? On YouTube. Watching it on YouTube and practicing. Everything. Watching on YouTube and practicing. And the That's more how you I do learn. it, you
0: get better with yes,
1: it. Yes. The more you do it, the more you get better at yep. it. Exactly. So
0: you started freelancing in, you said, like, 2013, 14? 2016.
1: 16. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: since 2016 to now, you still do it?
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: how much has your business changed? Change or grown from 2016
1: to now. Oh, I see. Definitely. So, what's the
0: biggest difference?
1: Um, Well, I mean, just be known. You know, like once you start, like not everybody like knows you, or and recommendations too. I feel like once you do makeup, recommendations is huge. Like they'll be like, oh, you know, this person did my makeup, or who do you know is good at makeup, or who do you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely like word of mouth, and you know, social media. Of course, I worked hard to grow my social media to get myself out there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely. That was one thing lot. I wanted
0: to talk to you because yes. you do amazing with your social media. Thank
1: you. That's like
0: a full time job. Oh I, yeah. I get to it. I'm like, man, I'm tired of this. <laughs> Yeah. i for real. I, I like I go days without posting because I'm t- the only reason why I post is for for like my social media stuff yep. that I need for work. Yeah, but if I didn't work. I'm like, man, I'm tired of this shit. I hate this damn thing. What's the secret? How do you do it? How do you make it look easy?
1: So just be passionate about it, honestly. Once If you love to do it, it, it comes easy. Of course, if there's work, and I, I have my help from my husband, my poor husband. Like, when he's taking my pictures, he's like, are we done? I'm like, no, there's more. Do you like this one? No. So, yeah, he told he me. Contributes, he's out. like, I'm
0: the, I'm the video guy, he said. <laughs> I'm
1: the video guy. So, yeah, shout out to him because, you know, he, he helps me out a lot. And, of course, I have my tripod, but it's just better when he's there with me and... Stuff so like how that. much
0: do you post a day do you think
1: um, a lot <laughs> Give I love so on like, um, my stories I'm posting I mean I share a lot about my life on my social media um, so on my stories I'm just posting like throughout everything that I'm doing throughout the day um, on my feed it's either like my outfit videos or my reels or my makeup tutorials like everything about me I incorporate into my page but I definitely love taking pictures and you know outfits and stuff like that yeah
0: why do you think it's funny man so the episode that I that I'm releasing next week. Mm-hmm. I talk about that, literally that being yourself and, and putting yourself out there and just be you. Yes. Do you think that played a big difference in getting such a following because people are connecting to your lifestyle, to you and who you are as a person, or do you think that it, you would be big regardless if you didn't share nothing from your personal life?
1: Oh my gosh. This one. Yes. it's That is seriously the key. Yep. The key is being yourself. because. Um, I mean, people, I feel like now social media has changed so much because of TikTok, you know, on TikTok, everybody shows like their funny moments, their mess up moments, like their real life. So I feel like people like drew more towards into real life than perfect pictures perfect Instagram post, perfect Instagram story. They drew more into like, I want to see your real life. I want to see like the behind the scenes. So social media definitely has changed because I remember when Instagram was just pictures, you know, pictures, videos. But now we have so many different things and people want to see like what you're doing in life. And honestly, like I always even tell this to my team, my business team, like that's, that's literally what got me to my following, being myself, you know, um, being myself, sharing what I love and sharing about you, sharing your story, because a lot of people, that's how people relate to you. And when people relate to you, they can trust you. I I can't even say like how much amazing people I have met on social media, like so much amazing people just on social media and why for being yourself, for being yourself, because people relate to you, people like your vibe or whatever the case is, being real and being yourself. And of course, like, and it's funny, I have to say this because I was so antisocial, like super antisocial, like in high school, I was the quietest one in the group. Like I wouldn't say a word, I was scared, I was so antisocial. And it's crazy to think that what I'm doing now, like putting myself out there, it's so crazy, but you know, it's it's all personal growth. But. It's crazy. People would always tell me, like, you're so good at this. You're so good at social media. You're so good at talking to people. I was never good at this. I was so, so, so scared. Like, first of all, I'd ne- I didn't want to do an network marketing business because I was terrified to put myself out there on social yeah. media. I remember when I started the business, I maybe like five, six months in, I wouldn't show my kids. I wouldn't show my husband. I wouldn't show any of them because I was so scared, you know, so scared of what? Putting myself, my life out there. I got a
0: story for you about that, but <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you in a little bit, because I want you to tell us about your business. So tell me what your business is and tell us what it is. So you still doing the freelancing, and then this other parent of business grew in right
1: yeah Yeah. tell me
0: what it is and how you got into it
1: so uh, I do monetate I'm sure some of you guys have heard about it it's about it's basically just a hair care skincare wellness line um, vegan anti-aging products um, naturally based they are amazing so I've been doing this for uh, for two years and a half The September is gonna be three years and how I came about this business so you know once Once I got my papers, I was able to get my papers, my uh, residence through my husband. So uh, this was when I was 22. This was in 2017, I believe. So after that, you know, we were living with my in-laws still. And like, okay, you know, now we got to now we have like two kids. Now we have to go find our house. So um, meanwhile, we were still living with my in-laws. I was just doing the makeup and taco truck, you know. So once I was able to get my residency and work, I was. Just you know, looking local in the gas station, so I would work at the gas station as a cashier, just this little job here and there, somewhere where I had flexibility. So um, once we were able to get our house in 2019, um, you know, I had stopped working because my son, I had my son. So once we got our house in 2019, my husband was like, "Hey, you know, like we have a house, like now you have to go out and look for like a, a full-time job because the bills. Like nobody tells you how like what comes with buying a house. You know, you, you don't just have the mortgage; you have like the electricity." The house needs decorations, furniture. It's so 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 expensive. So, um, you know, I started looking around for jobs, and it was hard. It was tough not having a college degree, not having any experience. It was really really hard to find a job. So, thankfully, um, I got into this insurance company. So, I was you know working into insurance, and that's the same time that I joined Money. So, um, you know, I worked into insurance, and um, you know it was good just doing car car insurance. And but being into like a full time, full time job, having two kids, it was like, like, how do people do this? Like, how do people work five to six days a week for eight, nine hours and not see their family until five, six p.m. So being exposed, being in the corporate world, kind of like, you know, and that was my dream. When I was little, I was like, oh, you know, office job. I made it. I have a good paying office job. You know, I, I that that was my dream job. And being there, I was like, OK, I, I don't want this. <laughs> you know, I don't want this for the rest of my life, especially having kids, you know, having kids and um, having a house to maintain. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So um, I started Monet. And uh, I actually tried out the products first before I even got into the business. Um, I was more interested in the products. So I tried the products. I love them. And then my cousin, who was the one who introduced this to me, she was like, hey, you wanted to do the business. And I'm like, uh, no, because I was so scared. you know, so scared of putting myself out there. I was like, absolutely not. Like you're crazy.
0: So what do you got to do for the business? Like so, when you join the business, what is the business like?
1: So we basically just share the products. We share mm-hmm. the products. We help those who are interested in trying the products, you know, our, our customers. Um, so it's kind of like, not like, uh, I want to say like other network marketing companies, but you know, that's what we do. So we share the products and we just help our customers get their products and help them find the products that are best for them and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we just, when we grow a team, we kind of teach our team to do the same thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's basically what we do. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I didn't want to join the business because of that, putting myself out there and, you know, talking to people.
0: So you've been doing <laughs> it for three years now?
1: Uh, yeah, almost three years. Yeah.
0: And what's that, what's the biggest change you've seen in the three years for yourself?
1: Oh, wow. Like it has been humongous, like humongous change in myself. Um. So, when I had when I had my corporate job and I worked the business, I started the business because honestly, I needed the income. Like I, you know, living a um, new house, new car, it was hard to keep up with the bills. So I joined just because I needed the extra income. I was like, okay, I don't want to do this, but I, I need the income. You know, we need the income. And it was nice because little by little, we started to have more money, like for, for more things, more flexibility. So I was like, okay, like this is pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm making money from my phone. Yeah. You know, I'm making a whole in- extra income without having to go to a second job, without having to um, you know, do, be, leave the house. So I was like, this is amazing. Perfect. You know, this is amazing. Yeah. And then, um, so <clears throat> once I started to be more into the business, I started to see people like, Hey, you know, I, they're quitting their full-time jobs to do this full time. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I want that too. You know, I want to be home with my kids and make an income at the same time. Cause I always tell people like for us moms, it's hard because we have to choose. Okay. Um, You're either going to go work at a full-time job and pay for daycare and leave your kids to someone else to raise them. But you contribute to the income or you stay home with the kids raise them yourself but you contribute nothing to the income so um, it's a hard decision that we have to make and i'm like why not have best of both worlds so i kind of once knowing and seeing what you know that what the business can do the opportunity can do i was like okay i want to do this full time like i really really want to stay home with my kids and especially how i was raised you know my parents were never home i would have to watch my siblings so i was like i don't want that for my kids you know i mm. really don't want that for my kids i want to them to have me around whenever they need me and to be there when they're sick or whatever the case is. So that kind of pushed me as well, like just me to, growing up. Yeah.
0: It, it made an impact, your childhood yes. made an impact. Yes,
1: definitely. So I was like, I don't want that life from my kids where yeah. their parents are always gone working.
0: How big is your your team now?
1: Um, It's not, it's not much, it's not really big. i probably say I want to have 20 girls. So I'm, you know, my team, I, it's just starting up, you know, just starting up. No,
0: it was good. Mm -hmm. I remember I did that thing with you. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of girls on there.
1: Yeah, when you hosted your call for us. So that was was amazing. There was a lot of
0: girls. (laughs) So let me share this story with you. I don't think I've ever told you this. So when I was 19 years old, I did a Primerica. I don't know if you ever heard of Primerica. Mm -hmm, Yes. You heard of Primerica? Yeah. And they're like a finance network that they do insurance and things like that. And the reason how I got into Primerica is... The girl I was dating at the time mm-hmm. her family was in prime America like huge and I had no social and i couldn't I couldn't get any other job and this was during the time where I was trying to find <laughs> something besides boxing and mm-hmm. so I, I started doing prime America and to be honest me as a 19 year old I didn't really I didn't really like it I just did it because I had no choice <laughs> and I was using my girlfriend's social.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: So it wasn't under my name. It was everything under her name, and I was working under her name. Does that make sense? Yes. And I have to share the story. I went to Lincoln, and I uh, presented my whole thing to Elias.
1: Oh, uh-huh, yes.
0: And <clears throat> when I was there, this is where it's very important that you believe in your product, and you believe in everything about your business. Mm-hmm. You have to really, and it's, it's like that with everything. You got to believe in... Your business.
1: Yeah. I
0: did not believe in Primarica at all. <laughs> but it's not because it was in Primark, it's just I wasn't confident enough mm. with that and I didn't mm. like it. So yeah. it was really nothing wrong with Primarica. It was mostly me. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And when I was there, we did everything, da 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 and left n- nothing from it, mm. right? And I was gonna go and do it with your dad. Mm-hmm. And um I was gonna call him and it's in it's, matter of fact, Elias told me you should go hit up Antonio. You should mm-hmm. go hit up Antonio. Da, da, da. And I was like, I was like, but I wasn't confident enough to, to present it to him. And yeah. I didn't do it. No joke, like eight, nine months later is when the accident happened. Yes. And I feel so bad to this day. I feel bad because I'm like, why did, what would have happened if I would have went and he would have got life insurance? Because that's mm-hmm. what we did. We yeah. sold life insurance. Yeah. So, what he would have got life insurance. It would have been a big difference, and it yeah. just killed me inside that I didn't have the confidence enough to go talk to him because I didn't believe in myself, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. And yeah.
0: and and things like that are very like is <laughs> important. Like I said, with with like what you're doing now, with anything, you got to believe in your product, and most of all, you got to believe in you.
1: Yeah, yourself. No, you know? that's that's huge. Yeah. So
0: I don't know. I just I had to tell you that, <laughs> I, and and then especially because with what you do now is is similar. How do yeah. you deal with people that talk negative about your business?
1: So, how do you deal
0: with like <laughs> negative
1: comments? It goes back to that. It goes back to 100% believing in your business and your products. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't believe 100%, when someone says something negative, they're going to be like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe these products don't work, or maybe these products do this or that. So, you have to be 100% confident and knowledgeable. So, going and learning your shit, first of all, mm. knowing that it, like your business, your products, 100% and believing 100% in your business and your products. Because when you have those people who talk negative, what they're gonna do is gonna bring you down. But if you are 100% confident in your business and your products, whatever the people say are not gonna even phase you. No. So yeah, believing your products 100%.
0: That's good, that's yes. good. What? Well, how is this, is this <laughs> difficult with being a, there's certain things that you probably have to do or events, how do you, is it difficult to manage that with your husband
1: and like um, being a wife?
0: and be like, hey, I got this,
1: is that difficult? You know what, so I want to go rewind a bit when I was working my full-time job and doing Mm -hmm. this on the side. So uh, you know, I would work my full-time job. Get out work at like five, six o'clock. Um, I would come home, cook, eat with them, and then the rest of the night I would work on my business. Mm. That that was my routine for five to six days.
0: That was probably harder than yes. this. yes.
1: So it was hard on them for sure. Like my kids and my husband would be like, "Oh, you know, like we're we feel neglected. Like you're not spending time with us. You're just too focused on your business," and it does it did cause a lot of, lot of, lot of conflict between us. Um, but you know, you it, you have to see the vision. Yeah. you have I knew that this business was gonna do big things for me. so I had that vision um, that if I kept going, I was gonna get to where I wanted to be. So I was like, trust me, just I know you know I know I'm neglecting you guys right now, but I'm working full- time and I'm working this on the side and um, this is the only time that I can work my business. so just bear with me and trust me. And then um, you know I was li- like that for the longest like I wouldn't even have dinner sometimes. I would just come home from work, cook clean work the rest of the night every single day because I was serious about my goals. Again, you have to have that vision. You have to have that vision and you have to know what you're going for. Um, So that did create a lot of conflict and um, come back to what was it? November of 2021. I actually uh, switched jobs. So I switched jobs to my insurance into a staffing agency doing sales. So I did that for only three months when I was like, I quit. I hate the corporate world. I do not want to be here no more. And I quit. (laughs) So I quit my job in, was it February of 2021, actually? Um, So I quit my job. And, um, you know, just the stress of being at a 9 to 5 job, like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm stressing myself over someone else's business when I have my own, when I have this golden ticket of my own business, you know, so... That job really just mentally like drained me like so 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 bad that I was like I do not want to do this no more like I do not want a corporate job no more, so I quit I quit and you know my business at that time wasn't so like big, but being with that being known like I was like okay my business is not where I want it to be I'm gonna go hard so yeah. I have all this extra time now I'm not on my job anymore. I'm going to go hard. So that's when I started the social media. So I started doing the reels and I started putting myself out there. Like, even if I didn't want to record myself, I'm like, I don't want to record myself working now. Like, you know, I started doing all that. And that's kind of where I started growing my following just by doing all the reels, all the videos. Um, that's where I started growing the following and with that growing my business as well. And a lot of people have that misconception, like, Oh, you know, you just, you have a, Successful business because you have a f- large following. No, that's not the case. Like, mm-hmm. I can have 50k followers, 100k followers. If I'm not showing up for my business like I should be, then now that I'm it to have those followers, yeah, it's pointless. So, it's definitely, and plus
0: you worked for them, like you earned yes. them, You. it's not like you just
1: bought them or something. Yeah, like yeah. It's, you,
0: it's not, it's, it's hard to do that. It's yes. not easy. Yeah. What about Mona? do you love? Like, why do you love the company? Like, what about it? Not the product, um, yeah.
1: just the company. Just um, everything that it offers, honestly. Like, <clears throat> I met our CEOs, they are amazing. You know, their stories amazing as well. They're from Venezuela, so their stories amazing. They're very humble, they're they're so caring. And just all the perks that we have, you know, like, it, that. Can, when you compare that to a nine to five job, it's like, yeah. wow, you know? Um, I know we have won three free trips already. We went to Dominican Republic back in October. I took my husband. Um, I've won uh, the previous year Dominican Republic as well, but we couldn't go because of, uh, of COVID. So they just compensated us for that, and Vegas, I did win a free trip to Vegas um, this year as well. We were able to go because of my daughter, but you know, free trips, you know, a 9 to 5 whenever never give you a free trip, yeah. you know? So they're free trips, and then um, of course like the compensation plan, and just the most important part, being able to make money wherever, from your phone. That, to me, like, was the biggest thing for me. and
0: You don't leave your kids.
1: Yeah, you don't leave your kids, exactly. So that, to me, was the biggest thing, and that's what kind of drove me to do it. it. Just, you know, being able to travel and go anywhere without having to worry about, oh, I have to come in, oh, I have to do this. And now the situation with my daughter, it's like, I'm so thankful, thankful that I have this business and thankful that I worked hard to get where I'm at today because, you know, you see these kids. Yeah, you see these kids in the hospital alone because they're both parents have to go to work. That is sad. So that is so sad, and I'm so, so thankful for that. Yeah.
0: So tell us about your daughter. What happened?
1: So um, she recently, my daughter, Sophia, she's seven. She recently got mm-hmm. diagnosed with ewing sarcoma, which is like a type of bone cancer. Um, so we barely started this.
0: How did you, how did, how did that come about? Like, how did you find out something was wrong?
1: So this is a crazy thing. So in February, the beginning of February of this year, um, her foot just woke up swollen just her white foot, it just woke up swollen one day. And we were like, what happened? Like, did you hurt it? Like, we don't remember, if she were to twist her ankle or something, it would have like, up, you know, obviously known. But she was like, no, I don't remember hurting myself. Like maybe I ran in school or step wrong or whatever the case is. So her ankle, her foot was swollen. So um, I took her in to get x-rays and the doctor was like, x-rays are normal. Like they're fine. So I'm like, uh, like, how are they normal when her foot is swollen? Yeah, that's my normal. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, we tried everything. Like we tried the ice, we tried all the Mexican remedies on the list to bring her swollenness down. Um, and it would not go down, no matter what we did. So we tried everything and it wouldn't go down. So I'm like, okay, if she doesn't have a broken bone, anything, like why is it swollen? So I went back again to the doctor and I'm like, hey, like it's still swollen, like what's going on? So they did a second x-ray and they kind of like seen like a little shadow on the bone it was barely visible. So the doctor was like, okay, you know, we see something here. We're gonna refer you over to a orth- orthopedic. I think that's what the foot doctor, orthopedic. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we wait now. So um, her foot was still swelling. Like she couldn't walk at some point point, she was in pain. And I was like, I am not gonna wait, sit here and wait for the orthopedic to call me and be like, oh, come in to see you. And you know, that's how it is with referrals. Like it, it takes a while, it takes a month, two months for your referrals, depending on the insurance you have. So I'm like, I'm not gonna wait two, one, two months for my daughter to get seen. Yeah. So I just had this feeling like in me that was like, take her to the ER, take her to the children's hospital emergency room. Um, so we took her and then um, the doctor w- took another x-ray and they seen that little shadow got worse. Like it, it got like more around the bone So he was like, the ER doctor was concerned, like maybe is it an infection, is it this? But her blood work came back normal, so it couldn't be an infection. So he was like, I'm just gonna send you guys home with antibiotics just in case it is an infection and then come back after two weeks. So we went back after two weeks and then they did the follow-up x-ray. Yeah, they did the follow-up x-ray and they were like, okay, yeah, this thing that she has definitely keeps growing. So it got worse than getting better. So that's when everything started and we did a biopsy. They did a biopsy um, to take a a sample of it. And that's when we found out it was oohing oohing sarcoma. So, you know, that alone is like a whole different, that alone is just hard. But again, we we have so much faith and I have such a positive mindset that I thank God for my business for giving me, that I, I grew so much as a person. So I have this strong mentality and faith again, that alone, is getting us through this to be honest. Yeah. And us together as a family. So um I know so many people are like, how are you positive? How are you so positive? Yeah, how oh, are yeah, you? And I'm like crazy. it's just faith. I have faith that everything's gonna be okay and I have a strong mindset where I'm not how just does gonna see her. Honestly, she is holding up as as how we are as how we are. If she sees she her mom and dad, you. yes. If she sees her mom and dad are strong going through life, they're putting, they're laughing, they're smiling, that's exactly how she's gonna be So, it would be different. Like, if it were to be there sad, depressed, you know, worried about the situation, what's she going to do? She's going to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely.
0: That's a good good tip right there.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. So,
0: you've been battling with this now for how many months?
1: So, this is like... Our third third month, I think. Third month? Yeah. So, and
0: you said she's in treatment right now? Yeah,
1: she's in treatment.
0: And yeah. what's what the what's the process for everything?
1: So, um, you know what, like actually going into this, there's not a lot of research for childhood cancer. Like there's really not, they give the same thing as they give adults for, they give the same thing for all types of cancer. So um, there's not a lot of research. So they basically just doing like your regular chemo, chemotherapy. And then um, four to six weeks from now, they're going to go back and do scans again to see if that tumor has shrunk and then do surgery to remove it. So that's kind of like the process of what's no. going to happen. Damn. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So out of all these things that you keep going through, all these battles, which one do you think is the toughest battle for you that you've overcame or lived oh, through man. this
1: for? <laughs> I don't know. That one's a, That's a hard one. That's a hard decision because they're definitely all hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Probably this one for sure. This one is definitely the hardest, but again, I am so thankful that I have that mindset and that faith that I have because without that, I don't know. That's huge. Yeah, You got the right
0: mindset for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Let's change it up a bit. I'm gonna uh, change up and let's go into like, what do you like to do on your free time? Like no work, just let's say you have a a date just alone maybe with your husband what do you got what do you like to do
1: so we love to travel <laughs> we love to go out places so like um, i know last year we went out to new york to atlanta we went to the braves stadium yeah i um, saw you guys
0: are atlanta braves fans
1: oh yeah <laughs> definitely um and, Why? and <laughs> that's random <laughs> we, you know what we always get asked that like you're like all the people all the time they're like you're from California like why are you a Braves fan like what's wrong with you guys <laughs> so I and my husband usually tells me tell them like that's how he grew up you know his brother was a Braves fan so that he just kind of followed into the st- oh, okay. footsteps yeah well yo so, and his wife you know following into the yeah it's yeah, just a
0: family footsteps.
1: thing it's a family thing so, so how yeah. was that
0: how was New York and how was Atlanta
1: it was so awesome We were it gone for awesome. a few days yeah we were gone for a few days and you know what like we're so thankful that we we're able to give our kids that experience because yeah. i for sure we definitely never traveled anywhere you know yeah um so it's nice it's nice to give those your kids those experiences that you you've never had honestly yes that's tight. yes I
0: still haven't been to New York <laughs> I've been close yeah but I haven't been to New York it's, that's it's tight a, it's nice um what's your favorite restaurant or that you go out to eat it doesn't uh, have to be anywhere it doesn't even have to be here we may not even know about it what's, what's the spot maybe I'll go check favorite. it out <laughs> If it's like a Friday night, you got a hot date with the hubby, where you going?
1: Um, let's see, let's see. So my favorite, my current favorite, it's a local restaurant in Vaiselle. It's called Bistro de Bufa, and it's basically Italian food. Really? If you guys know me, you guys know I freaking love pasta. That's I right. love pasta so much. And it has to do with my dad, because my dad would always come home with restaurant meals. So we would eat and it just screwed up. You know a lot like of everything. people
0: would tell me that I look like your dad?
1: Yeah. A yes. lot of
0: people would always tell me.
1: Yes, I have that similarity. Isn't it crazy how my son looks like my brother? Yeah, that's, a lot. They look yeah. like twins,
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: So crazy.
0: Um, what do you think we should name this episode?
1: Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I don't know.
0: Come up with a name. I'm got so bad at coming
1: up with names. No, nothing. <laughs>
0: um, so what tip would you give a mother listening to this right now that's struggling with finding that passion and motivation? Do you, have, you give them any certain tip or anything you would give them?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, for us moms, like I said, uh, we have it a little tougher because you know we have our kids to put up front. But honestly, like the best thing I've learned throughout you know these past three years is self care. Self care, putting yourself first because honestly that makes the biggest difference. And I know a lot of people see it like, oh, you're being selfish. Like, oh, That's you're going out, tip. you're going out with your kids, you're without your kids, you're being selfish, guys. Like people don't realize that. In order for the kids to have the best mom, you have to be your best self. Yep. And not only that, uh you were for me, like I was Erin before I was a mom. So I can't forget about Erin mm. You know, like I have to take care of her and nourish her just, you know, before I'm in that mom title, you know. So
0: That is true. Self care like yeah, like that. a good tip. Yeah, self care
1: is huge. Like that that really is the key for you to becoming the best mom, to mm. becoming the best wife, to becoming the best Person in general is yeah. becoming your best self. So
0: I find that a lot with myself that when I'm in the gym a lot or I'm like coaching and I'm gone every weekend, I start like feeling like, damn, I, never, I didn't give back to myself. So it's like you can't give out of an empty oh, cup. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got to fill your cup. So that's a great tip. Yes. I like that a lot. So this episode is going to be released on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything you like to do to start off your week in the right way? You need weekly rituals, maybe praying, meditating, working out or anything like that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so on Mondays, I actually, of course, start workout. You can't ever skip a workout on a Monday. <laughs> and then uh, mindset. So mindset, working on mindset for sure. Uh, Monday mindset, that's what I like to see it as. Um, starting off the week with a good mentality, Um, So that's either like reading a book, or I actually do 6 a.m. calls for my team, Zoom calls on Monday. So on every day, so Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday. So I started this back in October, I think, or mid September. That's good. So every day I have my team. You know, those of you who those of who want to join on, I do 6 a.m. So like, what do you guys do there? Motivation, motivation, mindset.
0: Like business, what? everything., Explain. I'm curious. So, <laughs> I'm in that meeting right now with you. and I, and I want to be with the Monat team with that So What are you gonna tell me?
1: So on Mondays, so Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we do motivation. So we uh, do mindset. So either uh, we watch usually watch a video and then we reflect on it. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are mindset. And then Tuesday and Thursday is training. So anything about the business, like we'll do, training and stuff like that and honestly it really feels nice to start off like that especially with mindset like you know I go to the gym that's kind of my routine I go to the gym and then come home do my 6 a.m call with my team and work on mindset together and then just start my day from there so it, it it's really it feels so good to start off that way start yeah, yeah. off positive and start off doing something for yourself. That's so, badass. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> I like that. 6 a.m. too, and for the fact that everybody be like, you know what, let's do it, that's good, because 6 a.m. could be early for people.
1: Yes. So no, that's, yeah. that's, that's good. No. Um,
0: what do you think are the takeaways from this episode?
1: Um, I mean...
0: What can people take away from this episode, you think? What is probably one thing that if anyone that listens to this episode, what is that one thing you would say, do not, not... Listen to this. It's this probably my best advice out of this whole episode. What do you think it was?
1: Um, so, probably just like despite what life throws at you, despite where you come from, despite anything, you can achieve anything that you put your mind to. Anything that you put your mind to. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you were born in Mexico, undocumented. Um, if you don't know how to do this, do that. You guys can do anything that your heart desires if you put your mind to it because like I said, I started from zero. I started not knowing anything. I didn't go to college. I nothing. I I had every excuse in the book, but I chose not to. choose my excuses. I chose to go after my dreams. Yeah. And, you know, just don't stop. Don't stop no matter when life throws these curveballs balls at you like, oh, your daughter mm-hmm. has cancer. You're 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 going through this, this and that. No, keep going. That's just God's te- way of testing you like, okay. And you
0: are the living proof <laughs> of that. For oh, real. For real. You, you you are inspiring. I mean, for you to come here and be this happy, and while you're literally living through hell with that, like that's amazing, and you're amazing for that. And then to have your husband to sit here and just that supportive, that right there is sweet, you know. And oh, yeah. that's a team that you. Not many people have that, and the fact that you do have that is that's bigger than anything. That's yeah. amazing. So it's a blessing. I admire you for that.
1: Thank, Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me on. And.
0: Um, Man, just the making the drive. I feel bad. She said her husband got a speeding <laughs> ticket getting here. Um, oh no,
1: it's so fine. How can people
0: stay in touch with you?
1: Um, so my social media is probably like the best way. Uh, my Instagram page. Um, it's Arindira uh, suit, we will probably like have it spelled out somewhere or something. But yeah, yeah, I'll get
0: it. It'll be on the on the bio.
1: Yeah, on the bio. Uh, but yeah, you guys can follow me on there. And like I said, I share a lot about our life, like everything that we go through. Um. And stuff like that. So if you guys want to follow on, just t- just follow me. Cool.
0: Sounds <laughs> yeah. good. Well, thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you guys connect with us. I hope you gain a lot from this. I definitely. Do. I'm gonna have my wife listen to this. <laughs> like, your ass working at home. You over there at home, I'm playing. <laughs> no, but uh, no, amazing story. Thank you for coming on. Thank hope, you for having uh, me. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys next week. Uh, uh, back on. I think who am I having? Oh, I'm gonna be a solo next week. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys like, subscribe, leave a review, follow, and we are out.